Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week four rankings. How we like to do the rankings is we're kind of like building our ranks as we do the show here. We're taking listener questions that were posted on Instagram and just kind of you know, doing some player versus player, figuring out how we actually feel about the players as we talk it out. I think it's a, I would feel it's a better way sometimes to rank because I, I've noticed this myself. I used to sometimes would just throw the players on the list and think, okay, this looks good, but then I really think about it. And you think about a player versus another player, and you know that's not how I would do it. So we'll do that. Things are changing already. There's people moving around up and down. I already saw some craziness with the consensus ranks, which um. I don't think you're going to agree with, but I'll talk about that in a minute. But before we do that, make sure you go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. You can follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. We'll post, I think every Tuesday, we'll make a a mailbag post, which is going to be, you can post start sit questions, which we'll use for the ranking show. And you can just post trade questions, flex questions, stuff like that. We'll use that for the Thursday mailbag show. And to check that out every probably Tuesday afternoon, we'll have that posted. And you can also go to the website, fantasyfootballprofit.com and YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash fantasyfootballprofit. So I'll say the rank I wanted to say something quick about here, Jeff, which I just I get it. It's a matchup thing, but still no, (laughs) just no. Austin Eckler was ranked third for this coming week and Alvin Kamara's fourth. Delvin Cook's fifth and consensus. Does that make any sense in the world to you? I get the rank. <clears throat> yeah, but... I, I get it right. They're going to. He is going to play Miami. Yeah, but you're it's... expecting big numbers. I actually think this helps out Justin Jackson more than it helps out Eckler, because and I'm once again reading a lot into it, but you have to believe that the Chargers are going to get up quick, and this would be the perfect game in order to, you know, keep Jackson involved and give him some more carries when Eckler can take a little bit of a breather. Um, we saw it last week, right? Was it? Dallas. So Zeke Pollard had all those carries. Yep. He had a big day as well. So maybe lightning won't strike twice as far as the backup actually getting the lion's share of the carries. I think it's just a little too high. And we've seen this many of times. You're always going to play anyone against Miami, but I feel like they get ahead so much that they ended up almost reducing their workload by the fourth quarter. Yeah. And that's, that's the worry there. I will put, I will put him up in the ranks. I'll put Eckler up in the ranks. He's going to be, he'll be top 10 for me. I'm just trying to figure out exactly how I want to slot him in because as, okay, as deep as I thought running back was going to be, it's it's okay, but it falls off quick. The new top, I mean, the top guys are going to be what? Zeke's going to be a top guy every week. Uh, McCaffrey's going to be a top guy every week. Kamara's going to be a top guy every week, but now we've got Saquon gone. Dalvin Cook, I think, is now just replaced Saquon. I I think he's one of those guys right now. I do too. And okay, um, after looking at this as well, I forgot Dalvin was going against Chicago. That's tough. I get it. I'm still playing. I'm going <clears throat> to play him. I I, I know. Okay. It. I just I just because yeah, Camara. Yeah, absolutely. I'm putting him in front of Austin Eckler, but Dalvin Cook going against Chicago. I understand why people are making that uh, yeah. that argument. I I mean I okay. I kind of get it. I understand it. I still can't do it. If you're sitting there with that decision, can you? Could you really like not 
I mean, it's hard to say what situation will you ever not play both of them. I get it. Right. But let's just say you had for some reason that you just you drafted, you know, McCaffrey first and then you locked in Delvin Cook fell. You know, he could it could have happened. And you got him in the second, yeah. and then you have Eckler. It could have that, that's a possibility. Uh, that's very possible. And um yeah, I'm gonna I have to play Cook. I'd have to do it. There's no way I could not. I couldn't. I could not live with my. I will take. I will. I would. If, if he gets outscored, great. I don't care. I think. I still think it was the move to make. I'm not gonna. I'm not playing around with that. So, yeah. I know it's some people play matchups a lot more than I do, and sometimes it bites me. It does. It's happened where I just start the studs, and then the guy who had the better matchup did did work out better. But I don't think there's anything close with those players right now. So, and I don't know. Chicago's great and all, but. I think the way Minnesota's been running the ball, they can do it. So, yeah, all right. I I just found that interesting. Austin Eckler way up there in the ranks. Just that's why I guess what happens when you play um, you play Miami. It just becomes easy for you. So let's get to some questions here. We got Noah. He has a wide receiver question. Who are you starting? Mikol Hardman, Marquise Goodwin, or Stefan Diggs? So this used to be an easy answer. <laughs> um. Diggs hasn't shown much. I don't even think it's Diggs. It's not like Diggs himself. It's just the way that offense has been playing. They don't. They don't need to run the. They don't need to pass the ball. They've been running the ball great, and it just plays out where Diggs has had two games in a row where he hasn't done much. So he is definitely dropping down the ranks here. And as we said, they play Chicago. So Chicago's obviously been tough, and it, it's not even. It's not Goodwin though, right? Goodwin's not the one. You don't even. Think of playing him, but Hardman is the big play guy. I mean, Hardman or Diggs? Hardman actually probably has a good shot to catch a just catch a touchdown. Yeah, I, I would actually go Hardman. You I would? Think, yeah, I would. I I know that sounds crazy, but against Detroit. Yeah, I, I think there is more likely he has one big play than than Diggs puts together you know five catches and gets in the end zone possibly. You know, until I see something from him, I'm not going to believe that that they're all of a sudden going to come all together against a very good defense. So I, I would go Hardman, especially obviously he's still going to have <laughs> he's still going to have a a big role. You know, Tyreek is not back. I don't know how many targets he's actually going to get, but if he gets five, I like his I like him to absolutely dominate what Diggs is able to do. I um again, <laughs> this is my more I guess the I go conservative with this stuff. I can't do it. I, I can't do it yet. Cause just because it's because of Hardman's volume. It's not, it's not a much, it's just that big play. I know the chances that he gets one are probably better than a lot of these big play guys, but I said, I have the hardest time in the world making that decision here. And I'm, if anybody's listened to this show for very long, they do realize I've been a, been a big digs fan. And I don't think he doesn't look bad. That's not the thing. It's just <clears throat> hasn't played out. Maybe like they've wanted to. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to play Diggs. I know it's just I have, I have a hard time, and this is why I, I would have to put bring up Hardman's numbers. But Diggs isn't getting any sort of. It's not there. I know. I, I'm not, I mean, he had two receptions, one reception, three I'm, against Oakland. I got one only more for week. 15. I know. I I'm buying it. I'm not buying in. I'm Here. giving it one more week. I got gotcha. you. I guess one more that it just nothing happens, and I guess maybe then I can say. Yeah, um, it's something's wrong there. 
And maybe no, it's, it's really what's wrong is they just want to run the ball, and they can they've done it really well. So why why screw it up? I guess there's there's no need to screw something up that's working. And okay, here's an interesting thing before I get back to questions. Consensus ranks has Sammy Watkins, Chris Godwin, and Brandon Cooks ahead of Michael Thomas this week. That's a rough one. <laughs> I once again I understand the I won't even call it panic, but just you know, the downplaying of Michael Thomas. You're going against Dallas. He still did okay last week. I mean, he got in the end zone. It's very obvious they're going to try to get him the ball however they can. But mm. I'm not I'm not going to rally against these people, honestly. I think well, the, that there's the, a legitimate yeah. reason why they're doing it. These rates will have, change quick. I but. would have a very difficult time doing it personally, but I think that would be, you know, how you play Diggs and Steph Hardman. I feel like not playing Michael Thomas is that on steroids a little bit. And this will change. This is really early in the week yet. Ranks are changing those consensus-wise. But um, you're starting to see the movement in, finally movement in coming off of what you thought in the preseason. People are abandoning that kind of thoughts. I don't, this is kind of the probably it for me. I might soon. Some of them might, some players I have. And just not not everything so far. But um, So this right here, this isn't a uh, necessarily a rank question, but sort of, I guess, in a way. Is Rashad Penny going to take Chris Carson's job? <laughs> so let's see here. How would you want to rank? Because Chris Carson playing against Arizona, if you thought he was going to get majority of the work, he should be ranked up there. And in the consensus race, he was, I believe, top 10. I can't. But would you put Chris Carson over Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, those kind of guys? Where would you put him? I feel like I think I have to drop him below those guys. The fumbles worry me. As much as Pete Carroll's going to talk about he's still their guy, they want him to succeed, and of course they want him to succeed, but if he keeps putting the ball on the ground, <laughs> I mean, you can't use him. And Penny's not bad. So I guess I will buy into the Pete Carroll talk this week and say they give him another shot, and I'll keep him up there, but I'm going to be hesitant and not put him all the way up into the top probably going to, I don't know, he's going to be around 15 for me, I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it's not so much that I think Penny is going to overtake him. He might actually grab a few carries away from him in um, in situations where you really can't turn the ball over just for, to hedge your bets. Um, the, I mean, the thing about that is Chris Carson, He he's still going to have all of his He's still going to have his job intact, but you're right in thinking if the worst happens and he fumbles it one more time, mm-hmm. then yeah, all of a sudden it changes. So it would change during the course of the game, and I can't plan for a fumble, or I'm not going to at least. Yeah, that's pretty much, it's hard to, it could happen. It very well could happen, and then all of a sudden you're kind of screwed. So here's another one. PPR, Tyler Boyd or Larry Fitzgerald? Larry Fitzgerald, somehow he's, he's some, I don't know. I thought he was done. How many times? I think I've said he's done probably, I don't know, four of the last five years, maybe, you know, something like that. His age is getting up there. I do have to say, though, I I warned about this, saying that he might not be done because last year was the really the only cliff he fell off of. Yeah. And it was an all-time historic low for Arizona passing-wise. 
they just didn't have what it took to to do that. And even though they haven't won, you know, their games and, uh, you know, Kyler Murray is still trying to figure out how to be a good pro quarterback. He's been able to put up a lot of yards, but not the touchdowns yet. Fitzgerald is an excellent wide receiver. He may not be able to burn you deep, but he's still very tall. And we always talked about it a lot more last year, how he, he's almost in a glorified tight end. It's kind of the perfect guy for Kyler to throw to. So I like him a lot, but I will not be ranking him ahead of Tyler Boyd yet. No, no, can't. I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm going to go Boyd. And they're, they're actually close, though. I think, let me see, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to play this. And as we're talking, I'm putting them like almost right next to each other. Boyd is currently 19th for me. Fitzgerald's going to be like 21st, 22nd, somewhere in there. So they're close. So here's another wide receiver PPR question. This one I think is fairly easy from Jeremiah. Chris Godwin or Christian Kirk? Go Chris Godwin. Yeah. It was a down week. Sure. Um it went all the Evans, and that was a lot of a lot of the balls with the Evans. That's not not going to happen every week, believe me. I've owned Mike Evans every <laughs> single year he's been in the league in one of our leagues. It doesn't happen all the time. This is what he teases you with. Mike Evans teases you and says, "Well, how, how you're one of the best wide receivers we've ever seen," and then he'll go do nothing next week, and it'll be a Chris Godwin game. So, Chris Godwin's going to be fine. He's going to be in my top fifteen wide receivers again. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not too. Really not too worried about him. All right, here's a defense question. Kansas City defense against the Lions, or are you going Chargers against Miami? Chargers. Um, Chargers, yeah. That's how bad Miami is. It's, um, yeah, you just play them. You play whoever they're playing. It doesn't matter. You play that defense. George Kittle or Darren Waller? It's actually kind of interesting, though. I know you're getting, I, I, it's yeah. easy to say Kittle. I get it. I'm going to say Kittle, I, but it's not as easy as it once was. No, the problem is they don't. Kittle doesn't play this week. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry um, who asked me that question. Jay, Jay Toto. So you play Waller this week. But, okay, but that's a good question going forward. You have both of those guys. Yeah, I mean, even if, and even if Waller has his matchup up this now week, again. Indianapolis, I'm still going. Yeah, it's not. I'm still going Kittle for at least a few more weeks in in order to really give him a shot at it. Darren Waller has been good, but he's really only had one amazing game so far, and that was last week against Minnesota. You're riding that into Indianapolis. I get it. Um, But, yeah. Here's an interesting one. Robert Woods or Demarcus Robinson? Ooh. I'm, I'll just say I'm going to go Robert Woods yet. I mean, you probably can tell, being a little conservative right now, I'm still, I still am. Demarcus Robinson is very interesting, though. Robert Woods plays against Tampa. Tampa, I don't think, is going to stop him either. He's, um, he's should be de- – let's see where Robert Woods' consensus ranks right now. I'm curious about this. So consensus ranks Robert Woods puts himself he's – he's 18th. Still, people are still putting him up there. He's still up there. Oh, I okay. I think I'm with you. I think I would still play Robert Woods, but this would be kind of like the last week. I've seen an, enough. Right. I really, you just don't know how many catches. It's kind of like the McCall Hartman thing. You don't know how many catches they're really going to get. Um, but I've we've already seen Robert Woods get eight catches in week one. 
they pass the ball quite a bit. You're going against Tampa Bay, which is a favorable matchup. So I'm going to go Woods, even though we could get burned because obviously he has the, the chance of just going off anytime he catches the ball. And Demarcus Robinson has been looking very good. He has been looking like a starting wide receiver. The catches he, he has been making. This is going to be very interesting when Tyreek comes back and if all of them are healthy, because I don't know who deserves to play and who does not at this point. Yeah, it, it's hard to say right now. Uh, let's see here. Wayne Gallman or Damian Williams if he's playing. It's interesting. But, Damian Williams hasn't done much, and he would be coming back from an injury if he, if he plays. Wayne Gallman, I mean, he's going to be the back. I'm not, I'm not, Wayne Gallman is, ah, he's boring to me. Um, are, are they saying Damon Williams will be, like, he's healthy, he, so he, he will get first let's crack say, Let's at say it. he's healthy, he's in the they lineup, say he's he plays. the starter? Well, I mean, who knows who the starter is there? Well, he'll be one of the top two to I, get carries. Sure. But McCoy's injured, too. We don't know his status. So if they say Damon Williams plays, yeah. I, I put him in. I do not believe in Wayne Gallman. One bit, even if he gets all of that. I, I don't believe in Wayne Gallman either. Man, this is yeah, tough. I know. It's, it's scary it, because there, there's so many Kansas players. Kansas City has so many variables here. There's not just the fact that Damian Williams is hurt, but it's like if he's hurt, but if he comes back, is, how is he going to split with McCoy? But McCoy's kind of hurt too. Right. So how's that going to work? Then you got Daryl Williams behind him, who looks like he can play a little bit. Then there's Darwin Thompson, who we don't know if he can play at all. And who would it shock you if all of a sudden one week, they just decided to throw Darwin Thompson out there and the guy actually could play? I mean, it, it could happen. So I don't know what my answer is yet. I'm just filibustering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I would probably say I'd like to play Damian Williams if I knew I had a healthy day. Okay, if Damian Williams plays and McCoy doesn't, it's a no-brainer, 100%. Um, I probably, probably lean Damian Williams if he plays no matter what, but it's close. Yeah. Just because Wayne Gallman's volume, but I just don't like Wayne Gallman, the player. No. And that's where my hesitation is. I don't like that player. And that's where I'm having a hard time in, uh, in our league we're in with waivers is I'm a running back needy team and I just don't know what to do. Do you actually go after Wayne Gallman? I don't know. By the time I know if he's any good or not, or if he's better, it'll be too late. Anyway, you know, you have to do it now if you're going to gonna get him. So let's see here. Darren Waller or Mark Andrews? Well, you have Mark Andrews. Are you sticking with your man? Uh, (laughs) So you're going against Cleveland, or Mark Andrews is going against Cleveland. Yeah. And then Waller is going against Indianapolis. So. Hmm. They're very close. Yeah, they're both. I mean, they're both pretty decent matchups, right? Mark Andrews has shown that he can put up really big numbers. The first two weeks against Miami and Arizona, huge. Over 100 yards and a touchdown each one. Against KC, three catches for 15 yards. A very big difference. Do they get him back on track? And then, just to show the difference, Waller, pretty consistent. 7 for 70, 6 for 63 against Denver and KC. And then at Minnesota last week, blew up 13 for 134. Has not gotten a touchdown yet. I'm going to go Andrews. I would too. I'm very, very impressed with Darren Waller. And it feels like I'm, I'm... Kind of just going against him. I just I like the offense better. I'm, I'm going to go with the when it's close. I'm going to go with what who I think has the better offense. That's pretty much all it is. Um, yeah, that's that's all. T 
TJ Hawkinson or Jason Witten? I gotta go Witten. Okay, that's where that's where it's really like if you just you want the safety of a guy who's gonna get a few catches and some yards, that's where you go. If you think Hawkinson can become he is what he is one he, he can be what he was week one, go Hawkinson. I'm gonna go Hawkinson. Okay. But it's not that's the risky play. That's the very risky play. Because he's what is he? Well, we have no idea. I would, I guess, in my mind, I would rather get the guaranteed six points than Hawkinson, well, who is a lot of it depends <laughs> from nineteen to less than one point in the next two. A lot of it depends on your team. If you have a very solid team at running back and wide receiver, and you just need just points, just some a decent, just a little bit of points, go safe. But if you have a team that's maybe not as strong elsewhere, you need the tight end points. Let's say. Hawkinson has the much bigger very you know, true. They, ceiling. They are going against KC, and they just shut up Mark Andrews, who we like so much. Uh, I just I haven't seen enough out of Hawkinson. I'm very excited about the guy, but it is I think very obvious that he is going to have a very very up and down year. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if I I have the uh, the stomach for it this early in the year when when Witten has been more than serviceable. All right, rank these receivers: Terry McLaurin. Tyrell Williams, Josh Gordon. <laughs> Never in my life would I think that this question would come up and I wouldn't put Scott, Josh Gordon number one. But I don't think I'm gonna. I think from what I've seen of him, obviously he is a beast and he, he dropped a touchdown, which would have made his week look a lot better. So maybe I'm, I'm kind of going over and beyond, but Terry McLaurin has been an absolute tear. He has looked... So good. I I mean, yeah. And he, he's going against the New York Giants, which is an awesome matchup for him. I'm going to go McLaurin number one. Then I would go Josh Gordon. And then I would go, uh, obviously, the Oakland number one wide receiver. Uh, I'm not giving him a whole lot of love at the moment, but he has been pretty good too. Uh, you have a very good trio to pick from if those are your three guys. I'm going to go the same order. Um. I, I really like Terry McLaurin. I mean, I'm seeing a lot from he's a, he's a rookie who's already playing well, and that just seems that usually translates pretty well. A rookie receiver and he gets better, so I, I like it. So that's it for the questions we have. I was just going to go look at. We didn't talk about quarterbacks really at all, so I'm going to jump over to quarterbacks quick and just see if there's any surprises we can see this week. And I don't think so. You got Tom Brady's going to drop down for me finally this week. He's had a couple weeks back up in the top ten, but playing at Buffalo. I can just see that not being his game. Buffalo's a lot better. So he's going to probably drop out of the top 10 for me this week. Um, probably not too far out of the top 10, but 11th, 12th, something like that. So that's the interesting one. Tom Brady or Josh Allen in that matchup. Would you go with Josh Allen there, or would you just stick with Tom Brady? No. <laughs> you know that I'm going to go Tom Brady. Okay. Josh yeah. Allen's been interesting. He's just a very interesting uh, he, start. He is, but New England's defense has been playing very, very well. I mean, you, you have to remember he has to go against them as well. I, I just, I can, I can never pull the trigger on Josh Allen, especially on a very good defense who they can scheme for him. I highly doubt they're going to let him pick him apart. So, <laughs> never thought this would be a question. Who are you going to start? Daniel Jones or Baker Mayfield? That's a real question. It really is. I Dan, Or Baker Mayfield at Baltimore. Yeah. Daniel Jones playing at home against the Redskins. 
I don't know if I have the guts to completely go Daniel Jones. If I think I would. Uh, Baker Mayfield is disappointing me that much where I think I'm going to be benching him until I see something different. He just hasn't, it hasn't looked good. It just hasn't looked good. It could change. It could turn around real quick. I'm, you know, it, it, it definitely could, but as of right now, it has, it just hasn't looked good. And he looks like he's constantly running for his life out there trying to make a pass on the run, which he just hasn't done very well right now. Daniel Jones looked pretty decent and has, he, he might run for a couple yards and, I'm going to go Daniel Jones. It's crazy as that seems. Uh, it would be very close for me, but I actually, I do, I do agree with you. I, I think it would be extremely close, and I, I'm very, very afraid of that second game letdown because Daniel Jones did everything correct, and it, Washington oh yeah. just got embarrassed. I, I feel like this is just setting him up for, for a very big letdown. If it wasn't Baltimore, I would go Mayfield. But Baltimore scares the crap out of me. I, I really do think that they're a very good D as well. It's just not the not the defense to get your mojo back on. So, yeah, I would go Daniel Jones. And, and the worst-case scenario is maybe they get down early f- to Washington, and then he has to keep throwing the ball. But he showed that he can rush it a little bit. Um, you know, So I'm, I'm banking on that. I just want one cheap touchdown, and then I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> How about Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield? I actually like Brissett. And he plays um, against Oakland at home. Mm-hmm. It's a better matchup. Yeah, and he, he's shown. He's, he's proved it. He, he, he Honestly, he's had, three, he's had three really good games. Yeah. He's been better than Baker for three games. Making, I, I think I start Brissett. I, I do, yeah. I, it's, it's weird how that has changed, but I mean, Baker has to show me some. There's a lot of players I'd play over him right now almost that I was not expecting to do, but that's, you know, I'm kind of there. And then, all right, yeah, that's it. Do you have anything else here? Yeah, what uh, I have to ask about the other struggling quarterbacks because yeah. Mayfield kind of an easy target at the moment. He has been yep. very, very much in the in the you know the lower tier. What about Aaron Rodgers? Where are you thinking about him? Philly is no slouch. He has not been putting up Aaron Rodgers type numbers. You know who is someone that you would actually play over him? There's not a lot. It, there, it's. Not a lot of other guys have really stepped up enough yet to jump him. And the players, let's see, I put him, I'm going to put him seventh. I would play Jared Goff over him because I like Jared Goff playing against Tampa better. Goff has struggled too, but I like the matchup slightly more. The other guys, I I think this is how I'll rank him is going to be Mahomes. This is pretty much going to be similar for a while here. Mahomes is my one. Watson's my two. I put Russell Wilson three. Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, then Aaron Rodgers. So we still had a Matt Ryan. I'm just not the big Matt Ryan guy either. So would you? How close is Philip Rivers with the matchup against Miami? Rivers is nine. Okay, he is going to be ninth this week because yeah, that Miami matchup's great. But again, how does that play out? Does he only play three quarters? Like mm-hmm. we just don't know how. Do they just are they able to just run the ball? But the matchup puts him ninth for me. And then the other ones, yeah, the rest of the guys. Wentz doesn't have a good matchup at Green Bay. That's not Green Bay's defense has been a lot better. That's a tough one. Stafford is down there too, playing against Kansas City. Who knows? Jameis he can't trust. You know. Then you got like the young guys, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen. Tom Brady doesn't have a good matchup. Kyler Murray's actually up here again, just because he's he, he throws together numbers, even if he's yeah. not very good. Sometimes 
mean, he says he's good. He, he might have bad games that he still has fantasy numbers. So Rodgers is seventh, and it's really just because I would have ranked him lower if there was just better matchups below him and other guys to raise above him. It's just not happening this week. So he's still there, but can't say I'm not worried that it's not going to return for him. Like I don't know if he's, he's not that sure thing anymore, which is crazy to say that he's not. But And it's a Thursday night game. Those aren't always the greatest. So all right, that's I think that's all I got for ranks this week. We'll be back tomorrow with your mailbag questions plus our point spread picks for week four. Again, we'll talk yeah, another mediocre week for the picks for us. So we've been doing okay, I'll say. We're we're keeping it, we're keeping it around five hundred. But that'll do it for today. Talk to you guys tomorrow.